So, very warm welcome to everyone. Yeah, so I really hope you're doing well and arriving well and you know, feeling able to kind of settle into your into your body, into your space, into the heart and mind as it's unfolding here. And yeah, really be able to kind of welcome yourself to be here. And equally, if you wish to, we can also, you know, welcome each other. And just a brief overview, many of you will have been into these sessions already, you know, running them for a while. And so shortly we're going to open to a meditation. And after that, I'll share a little bit of reflection on a a Dharma theme that might be uh, interesting to open out to. And then... um, if it's interesting enough, maybe it will stimulate some questions or reflections from you and, and we can go with that or anything else that you want to bring up from your, from your life, from your practice that feels helpful to share. Um, all of that would be possible. So um, I just want to offer something that I feel is, is genuinely helpful to do before um, stepping into a, um, a cultivation so kind of meditation, this this quality of using our attention to bring into being um, ways of feeling and sensing the world that, that aren't already here. Yeah. And kind of two things are really important to do is one is just to kind of check how, how is the body, the heart, the mind, how is the ability to guide the attention doing today? Yeah, and just noticing it when we notice these breaths when we notice these sounds and allowing ourselves to land in this in this moment and if someone were to say to you or to offer you the possibility that you could bring something into the world uh, you could bring something into your life or you could bring something into your relationships and you could just choose whatever that would be what what do you think that would be? You know, almost as if a, a genie of, of meditative openness kind of came to you and said, anything you want, you can have that. Right now, what would you choose to see more of or feel more of or, or know more of? And really feel free to, to dream big and also to dream personally or just to dream. And let those things flow through. So there's a sense of allowing things to become more vivid, vivid color to life. Could be things like self-acceptance or self-compassion. Could be kindness. Or creativity. Really feel invited. If you want to, put it put it into the chat, share it with others and kind of a a gift, a kindness, a dana. See more joy. 
loving connection with the divine. Feel more love. And yeah, I'm just going to allow, allow those to kind of flow in if they come and also, you know, you can keep it personal if it doesn't. But what's probably most significant is actually what does that question do for you? And it can be interesting either if what well, nothing comes, you know, or if something comes and are we okay with that? Are we okay with wishing for that? You know, the, the courage to be radically honest with self. Connection. Loosening that allows aliveness. And then we just got double contentment coming in from two different people in the same moment. <laughs> it's like a magic trick. An appreciation of the beauty in everyday life and everyday things. Expanse. And what I love about this kind of um, unfolding this kind of exploration is it's really a kind of a co-creation of a of a dharma talk dharma exploration you know, just kind of dropping out those things and we don't need so many words necessarily to kind of point towards what brings meaning what brings beauty what brings freedom what brings openness connection all of that these very words that are coming from people's depth sharing, developing, tuning into Sangha, community. But also, once we know what it is that we want to bring into being, then we kind of have a sense of what it is we want to do with our time. And if we see meditation as this cultivation of these gifts that actually the genie is just inviting us to, um, to work towards, to lean into... You know, if we want appreciation of the beauty in everyday life and everyday things, what's missing? What's missing that we're not doing that? Just remembering to do it, maybe. And all of these things, if there's an expanse that we wish to tune into, then what happens if we start feeling into, imagining an expanse, imagining how much space there is above us? And actually how much space goes out beside us and behind us. And really in a, maybe it doesn't feel like it, but also a great expanse beneath us. There may even be an unrecognized expanse within us. You really look inside, is it solid or Maybe quite vast. So, with an intention to support and cultivate what it is that 
we each individually feel is meaningful, worth investing in. Let's bring that into a half hour or so of relatively silent practice where I'm just going to drop in some reminders that we can we can bring that into being. Yeah. So what posture would most support you to support that here and now? So if you always sit, just knowing that standing, reclining, walking are available for us. And I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stand for this session for myself. So yeah, just feeling what's what's right for you. And feeling invited to, to take that posture, take that shape. Just beginning noticing what's here. Noticing if the body feels energized or tired or relaxed. Noticing what it's like to bring the attention more and more into this body space, letting the body fill with awareness, if we can. Maybe there's a sense of aliveness flowing into the body through the attention. Maybe particularly on the in-breath and the out-breath allowing the relaxing, the releasing unnecessary holding can soften tension, can ease out of the face, the shoulders, belly, maybe the hands. For now, having a general sense, whatever's going on in the heart, if, there's, if it's a bit hard, hard-hearted or tender, tender-hearted or it feels a bit overwhelmed, just accept that that's the condition that's led up to this unfolding, those conditions have come in, with a soothing, easing, kindness, just tolerate that that's what's happened. Breathe with this, listen to this. We also just notice the activity of the mind, the intellect, the thinking, 
conceiving, ideation, dreaming. Okay, that's what's come to be. Somewhere between blithely accepting and trying to change, let's find that middle point. Okay, it's like this, but it's going to change and we're going to bring in the kindness, the tolerance, the spaciousness that can support that, support that to change, to relax and enliven, just as we're doing in the posture. Before I leave you to your practice, just to say, bring your attention to something that's immediate. Could be the flow of the breath, flow of sensations in the body, the flow of the sounds, just picking something that's present and imbuing it, imbuing the attention, flavoring the intention of the attention with what that quality is that came to mind, that, that genie's wish. You'll find your own dose with that. It could be a delicate, almost homeopathic dose of that quality. Or it could be a real full-blown, strong coffee kind of dose. It might change over time. What's appropriate? Trying it out, exploring.
First, taking this moment to really tune into your lived experience. No judgment about what's unfolding, but actually a real interest in how experience is. Would you say maybe you're too tight or a bit too loose in the practice right now? Yeah, it could be both. It could be perfect. If there are parts that could relax, maybe allowing those to relax. And into that more relaxed space, bringing that brightness, bringing that clarity of attention and that clarity of intention, that quality you want to see more of into how you meet this object of your meditation and in this moment the experience of your existence. Paying attention to this with the kinds of qualities you'd love to see in the world. Which is to say releasing the push and the pull we often default to the grabbing, the rejecting. Letting in, letting be, letting go with that flavor that you wish to see more of. Letting in, letting be, and then letting go.
as we come into the last few minutes of the session, just releasing, relaxing, what maybe needs that, bringing forth into and through that more relaxed being, a bright and vibrant expression of the quality you wish to see more of, sense more of, know more of. And maybe a sense of giving that to whatever sensation, whatever impression in awareness you experience. To bring peace into that relationship, love into that relationship for its benefit. No doubt it would benefit us as well, but really that intention, this is for you, to give this, to have this. Now, beginning to contemplate transitioning, but not quite there yet. Just taking a moment to feel what it is we've cultivated, what we've trained in. Or maybe even what's come more into being. Just being with that, absorbing a little bit longer in that well-being. Whether that's the well-being of making the effort or actually if something's more present than it was before. Breathing, listening to that. absorbing with that or radiating it out into the world for the benefit of all. And in your own time, in your own way, we'll transition from stillness the more silent 
aspect of our practice. Thank you everyone for your practice here together, your sharing of your intentions and expressing them through the way that you meet your present experience. And yeah, the, in the immediate and in the long term, may it, uh, may it be so. May there be more of these qualities, may they come through us, may they find their expression in our, in our lives locally and eventually globally and maybe even interstellarly or something, who knows where they go. So I want to speak a little bit about the potentials in our, in our path to, to bring these kinds of qualities into, into being, into presence. And yeah, how our how our life, how our world can be shaped in these ways. Um, but before we go much further, I just want to take a minute or so just to acknowledge that this is a, a freely offered space, and that uh, Guy House is you know offering us this space freely, and we're free to support Guy House and the and the teachings with Dana, with a with a contribution. And really understanding that, you know, these are uncertain times and they're certainly challenging times for for many of us. And that's not going to be felt equally among everyone. So, um, you know, some of us will be really stretched right now to be able to, you know, pay, pay the bills and keep food on the table and roof over our heads and really want this space to be somewhere where we can come together and rest into the the refuge quality of this and it's really important to Guy House and to all of us who come here and offer this that this is accessible it's free for everyone to, to experience and so you know part of what it means to offer these things on dana is to say they're offered without an expectation from any individual that uh, they will do anything in relationship to that but of course equally it does mean that if nobody responds <laughs> to the invitation for dana then um yeah it takes kind of a, a bit of a hit on on guy house and those who come to to offer these things so you know there's an invitation to our response ability, our ability to respond. And those of us who maybe have a little bit more security, a little bit more resources, maybe we can, you know, feel the invitation is, is there for us to take on the, the challenge of, of uh, working with dana. Yeah, and it's, it's not a kind of an accidental challenge and... Uh, Maybe it's not even uh, something we'd want to avoid. Um, you know, our relationship to challenge is actually something, you know, we could talk about for a long time. 
that we often think, oh, if only it were easy, or if only someone else took care of something, or all of those kinds of thoughts. But I, I strongly imagine um, that's not actually what we really want. Yeah. Um, you know, if the if this imaginary genie came along and said, you know, anything you want, you say, yeah, just a quiet life, just an easy life where nothing ever happens and there's no no challenge, no engagement, no no difficulties. I think that would be a bit like wishing for life to go away. And we might feel like that at times, but ultimately I think we want to engage with the challenges and see these beautiful qualities that only really come into being when when those opportunities are invited. Okay, so yeah, kind of going away from the specific topic of, of a financial dana, but I actually think that it's always important to remember that the financial dana is just a small subset of the invitation to dana, to generosity, to skillful speech, to kindly acts. It's a it's part of a much broader thing. And yeah, if it's if it's challenging then yeah, so be it. Um, yeah. So there's some links, I put them into the chat, you can find them there and it just makes it easier to offer support and one of those is uh, one of my websites, dependentorigination.org, where you can enjoy freely offered uh, articles and resources and all those kinds of things as well. So as sometimes happens with um, the, the heart and the mind, um, a phrase sometimes just kind of pops into uh, into our hearts and minds and maybe you know it's it's from something it's a sketch or a poem or a, a phrase or a title of a book or something like this I, I presume this this happens to most humans um, and kind of a, a difficult almost tongue twistery like phrase came into my mind the other day which was inestimable inestimable esteem so like we have this sense of our self-esteem you know, and you have this sense of something inestimable, uh, can't be estimated. We can't really kind of work out what it is. And I was kind of like, well, what's that all about? And, <laughs> you know, ignored it for a bit and then it came back and it was kind of hanging around. And I was just thinking about how we, um, we always have a self-esteem. Yeah, and we have a high self-esteem at times, we have a low self-esteem and maybe we have this kind of what we consider baseline self-esteem but it's not ever anything really true you know it's not actually something accurate about us you know if i think that i'm great very very occasionally you know i'm not i'm just in a particular mood where i think you know or if i think that i'm really rubbish i'm not actually rubbish it's just a particular mood it's a particular view it's a it's a value judgment based on a perception, right? And we're exploring perception through, through meditation. You know, our opinions or our beliefs about ourselves. And when they're, particularly when they're negative, you know, it can feel really difficult to change them. Yeah. 
And we can actually see how this really entwines with a sense of self-confidence, how much we kind of back ourselves to live our lives. And so there's this kind of interplay that then, you know, if we don't back ourselves to do things and then we don't engage or we step back or we don't take on challenges or we don't um, open out to relationships or we don't do, you know, take on... um, responsibilities that we have that again you know reflects our self-view and our self-esteem yeah and you know when that affects what we feel able to do the decisions we make um, how we're able to express ourselves how we're able to try something new how we're able to try something difficult it also affects how we're able to show kindness to ourselves also affects how we're able to recognize our own strengths. Yeah. How we're willing to actually take time for the things that matter to us, or the things that we need for well-being. Yeah. So it's not just you know an, an insignificant thing. It's 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 things that matter and also that shape how much we recognize that we matter, that we are good enough, how much we believe that we can be happy, that we can be free. And so it's, it's, it's a really important aspect of our existence to be tuned into, isn't it? It's a really important question to, to, to question you know, how's the body doing, how's the mind doing, how's the heart doing, and we kind of bring our qualities into being. That's all going to be shaped by, you know, how is the self doing right now? How is the self-view, how is the self-esteem doing right now? And, you know, this entwines with a sense of, well, what's, what's the self up to in terms of this meditation practice, yeah? And I think it's one of the really (laughs) complex areas for us with our meditation practice, and there are certain self-views about how unwelcome the self is along the meditation journey, yeah? And some people have joked about kind of what we need to do is, you know, joke, I mean, maybe they were serious, you know, kill the ego, you know, destroy the self, You've got to go beyond the self or reject the self, see through the self or all of these kinds of things. And when we're in a particular mood, a kind of a low self-esteem mood, you know, that, that kind of language can be quite, come across quite harsh, yeah. And what we what we get to notice is that actually low self-esteem and high self-esteem are quite strong self-views, yeah? They actually are quite assured within their self-view, right? They're quite, quite certain about their self-view. And if anything, what we're doing in our exploration of our relationship to a self and a sense of self, it, what we literally mean is the sense of that self that appears, is can we hold it lightly? Because when we lightly hold self-views, yeah, it's like, oh, the conditions have come about for me to view myself this way. 
it's not a truth. It's just, okay, I'm viewing it this way and I'm probably underestimating my potential now because I'm seeing it this way. I'm probably overestimating my potential now because I'm seeing it this way. When we can hold our self-view as just another perception, like the sounds, like the sensations, like this, then they're easier to let go of or work around. And, you know, we can encourage for ourselves a more sensible self-esteem, self feeling, yeah, maybe a higher self-esteem, maybe a lower self-esteem, according to what? According to what's skillful and appropriate, yeah, and so when we recognize, according to these kinds of things, am I, am I able to see that it matters, am I able to see that I matter, am I able to question, do I believe I deserve happiness. And if I find out I'm saying no, can I remember that's a, that's a self-view that's fixed there, yeah? And if I say, yeah, I do deserve happiness and, and other people are getting it, you know, it's, again, it's a, interesting, it's just a self-view. Right? And so it's helpful to be able to say that's something we can play with and that's something that we can see changes over time and changes according to what we're able to bring into being. Yeah. So, the self-esteem is a kind of way of talking about a self-view and it's shaped, it's affected by other things. Right? We feel it changed through the qualities that we bring into being through through meditation. Yeah. That we can, you know, ease and soften through the bodily fabrication. You know, we relax as we bring the attention in, as we begin step by step to bring the kind of qualities we want to see in the world into being. Right, and it's like, okay, so what I assumed existed from its own side, what I presumed was, you know, actually telling the truth about me in a moment of, let's say, low self-esteem. Ah, that's actually affected by how I feel in the body. Yeah. And it feels, you know, when you've been kind of exposed to these teachings for quite a long time, it's like, yeah, that's, it's actually really obvious, isn't it? Like, that's how we know and experience. We feel it in the body. And I, I recently heard about an experiment which, to me, it just seemed like, well, yeah, I mean, isn't that exactly obvious? That's how it is, where they were experimenting uh, with increasing the heart rate and seeing that it, it expressed itself as anxious behavior. Yeah. Without something specific to be anxious about, your heart rate raises and you become anxious. And it's like, yeah, of course, you know, the body and the mind, they're interrelated. Equally, if you get anxious, your heart rate increases. And you don't kind of have one without the other. And our bodily condition is such that it expresses our view of ourselves, and that view of ourselves expresses itself through our view of the world. When we have low self-esteem, then the world becomes more threatening. When we have a higher self-esteem, the world becomes something we deserve. And it's like, oh, the body self-view, the world, co-arising dynamically together. And that's why it's so Im- 
important that we actually recognize how to assume a posture that is supportive and effective for the task that is ahead of us. Yeah. And if we talk about, you know, dana as a as a version of a challenge, we'll have greater challenges than that facing us as a species, you know, inviting our creativity, inviting our skillfulness, inviting our kindness, inviting us to take a stand. And so there's a, a sense, you know, maybe we need to learn how to take a stand within our bodily fabrication, how we need to get rooted into our strength, into our sensitivity, into our courage, so that we can live the kind of life that we want to to live, right? So all of these teachings are just um, further explorations of ways in which we um, typically mistake things for being, you know, the way things are. You know, we take on an assumption, a presumption, these views and opinions about ourselves, about the world, about what we want, and we have to learn to question them. Yeah? And so each teaching just offers us new um, ways of moving the dial of our experience so that we can um, have the capacity to be able to bring into being what we wish is possible or what we know is possible or what we dream is possible possible for us. Yeah. And you know, something I was thinking about recently is actually how the the self view, the self esteem, is often to do with kind of learnt patterns of our existence, yeah. We find ourselves repeating the, the voices that we have been told uh, are true, are kind of independent, are believable. And we have a responsibility not to actually rebirth ourselves in the image of the family shapes or the, the body politic in which we're born. Yeah. That it shapes our world, it shapes our life, it shapes our views. And so yeah, we need to be aware of the assumptions and presumptions that we, that we get entangled in. And in in relationship to that, I was I was thinking a lot about how it's it's a very difficult area for us to um, it's kind of like looking for our blind spots. Um, how how are you going to find what it is that you can't see? How do you see what you're presuming and assuming to be true? Um, how, how do you how do you get to see those things? And that's obviously one of the reasons why. You know, a sangha, a community is so, so important, and that, you know, I think one of the teachers I really enjoy listening to, Alan Watts, the philosopher, um, you know, kind of would always offer these kind of skillful questions, and he would also um, admit to the fact that for him it's an exploration, like asking these questions, presenting these ideas about maybe how the world unfolds, is actually a way of wanting to hear from others in what way we're wrong. 
in what way our view isn't the right view. And he would say, you know, I don't actually want you to agree with me. You know, I kind of want you to disagree with me, to kind of point out to me where my ideas fall short. And that kind of willingness, that kind of interest, is actually I'm going to present something, I'm going to take some courageousness, I'm going to present something and, and hear back. Is that, does that work? Is that, is that right for you? And that helps to kind of move us forward so that we're not just presuming and assuming, then we're getting to actually see, well, that's actually what I'm assuming, what I'm presuming. And that, that moment is we kind of open out around and get to hold, get to see, get to, to shape. Like this is part of our cultural inheritance. You know, this is something I've kind of taken on. But is it actually what I wish to see, what I wish to think, what I wish to do? Or is it just this learnt pattern? And so, you know, there are these outside of kind of meditation, actually like sitting down with someone and, and, and having really kind of honest conversations, you know, about, you know, I view myself this way, I view this situation this way. What do you see? What do you think? And, yeah, sometimes those can be really opening and inspiring conversations and sometimes they can be really a bit painful and, and challenging. But it, it, it attunes, as far as I can tell, with the ideas around what we might call right view, you know, kind of a, the fundamental seating point, right understanding, is that we all have views and opinions and we've taken up those views and opinions and hold to them as if they are part of us. Whereas more accurately, they're probably part of our cultural inheritance, our living culture. And we, we, we take them on, and then we live through them, and we re-imprint them into the world. And perhaps, you know, kind of like one of the best kind of descriptions of actually what's happening here is that there are presumptions, and from that there are assumptions, and then there are actually consumptions. Yeah, we, we digest, we absorb, and then we resume. There are resumptions. Presumptions, assumptions, consumptions, resumptions, and you know, it kind of goes on that way. And in that sense, there's this rebirth of a culture of ignorance, rebirth of a culture of oppression, you know, rebirth of a culture of negligence. And at any point we can just put a stop and say, actually, I don't know, I don't know, and I'm not going to consume. I don't know, I don't know, I'm not going to take on that view. I'm not sure that I'm this way or that way. I'm not sure that I believe in that. Bring in that kind of questioning, bring in that stopping. Or just bring in that non-resumption what we might call, you know, just to stop and sit. I want to just listen. I just want to take a more passive position here. Or I'm going to stand up for this thing. I'm going to stand up for the positivity that I see possible in us. You know, I'm going to stand up for the beauty. I'm going to stand up for the nature. I'm going to stand up for the kindness. I'm going to act in that way. Yeah. That lovely phrase that sometimes... 
it's easier to act your way into a new way of thinking than to think your way into a new way of acting. And so, you know, sometimes the next step is actually just, just do something that would express the kind of awakening that you mentioned, that you know is possible, that you wish to see as possible. Yeah. And I th- the kind of phrase that came to mind recently was rather than just muddling through, that we actually find our way into this kind of middle space where there is that relaxation, there is that enlivening, and it is this middle way through this existence yeah. that gets muddy, gets confusing. And yeah, I think there was one more thing I wanted to say about that. Let me see where I was just going with that. I think that maybe that's that's enough for now, and I think I'll open out if there are any kind of reflections and uh, questions or inquiries from from anyone here. But I think what I would like us to 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 kind of recognize from this is that we we will have a, a self view, and that self view will have a sense of self esteem, a sense of possibilities, a sense of how much we value ourselves, value our contributions, value our actions, and will shape how much we value and recognize our strengths, recognize our capacities, and also recognize how much we think that we maybe deserve happiness, deserve freedom, deserve a better life, and how much we're able to act uh, for the benefit of, of all beings really shape the world that we experience by shaping how we view ourselves and also shape the world we live in. So, yeah, is there anything anyone would like to, to bring in today? Yeah, thank you. Thanks. And, you know, I really, um, yeah, I really resonate. I think, you know, having a sangha of kind of place that we can have honest conversations and share our kind of honest reflections is is really important and in a sense that's what we're doing right now you know and you're bringing in you know the impact of your you know those in your family and how that impacts you and how then of course being impacted we impact others in this interplay of interconnection that comes through us through our you know their way of being that impacts us because we're in relationship with them and and our way of being impacts them because we're in relationship with them and you know that's that's how it goes to be in this way but interestingly as you point out we're also in relationship to the brightness of the sun you know and that's also impacting our mood and emotions and and you know initially it can feel really frustrating you know but it's also very very beautiful right is that wow i'm so touched by life that 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 condition, that brightness, that sun coming out and all its kind of connotations and what it says, it's like, wow, now my mood has changed. Isn't that amazing? And yet I thought that that was my mood. But it's not independent. It's not an independent my mood. It's my mood dependent upon all kinds of things. The temperature, the light, um, you know, how I was treated, 
yesterday, five years ago, you know, my, my, you know, the cultural baggage that's really hard to kind of put a finger on, all of those things are affecting. But what that also means is, wow, there's so many things I need to change. But actually, no, it's just, what if I change this one? Because they're all interconnected. What if I just change this one? And it might just be the self-view. It might just be actually, you know, getting outside, you know, and all of those things. It's like, it's not that there's so many things, nothing you do could make a difference. It's like there are so many opportunities and each of them are going to begin making a difference. And it's like, you know, it's a long journey, but step by step, we're going to head in the right direction and we can't fix everything, but we can, we can affect everything. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't think that the, what we're talking about excludes the possibility of there being such a thing as a personality type, right? Is like, and yeah, and that too, you know. And and they also change over time, right? And so, it you know, personality is not something entirely that you're you're born with, right? It it it's it's kind of a, a dynamic and probably something I think most of us would would say, despite feeling like we are as genuine as we possibly can be, it's not the same personality that everybody gets from us, you know. Um, so it's, a, it's another kind of dynamic, isn't it, that, that comes out and we have a different personality on, you know, our summer personality, our winter personality, our being with dear friends personality, our, you know at work or in a, you know, office, place where we have to ask for something or whatever. And it's, you know, it's, um, it's, a, it's a dynamic, yeah. And it definitely plays a part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I wonder if the irritation is, you know, kind of a, a natural desire to want to be in control, you know. Um, and that's, that's kind of how it feels at times that, you know, I wish I were more in control. Um, but in many ways, I think that when we go to bed tonight, we can be really happy that we're not actually in control because <laughs> that would be a lot of responsibility to hold. But also it's not that we then don't play a part, you know, it's, it's not, it's not that we're all powerful or all powerless. And within that, I think you know, it allows us to play our part in the orchestration of, of the music of life. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Oh, that's nice. Great. Um, yeah, who raised their hand first? Feel free to, yeah, please. Yeah, I think, I think that's a really, um, you know, important important point and you know drawing on different um, areas and you know philosophies and ideas and uh, qualities that we want to see more of um, through through those is is really helpful Um, and yeah if 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 what we kind of settle on is you know I'd like more gentleness to come through me and more gentleness to be in the world then yeah that's 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 a great kind of quality to go for and then it's kind of a question is how can I bring that in when I meet a world that isn't gentle, you know? Um, and it's, it's a tricky one, right? 
but it but it's going to take strength and it's going to take clarity of of heart and mind to really go full on committed to to gentleness and there are gentle beings in the world who who are, you know in my eyes doing doing really well with that and and I would say certainly you know agree with what you say which is that there are many circumstances which which are not gentle to be in um and you know we're going to need to be creative and to a certain degree we could say playful with our gentleness so that you know we actually stay supple enough in ourselves that that gentleness has 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 its capacity to show its strength um and so, yeah, as far as, you know, what you were kind of pragmatically saying, what are the kind of questions that I want to ask myself is, you know, do I need to place myself in a different circumstance, you know, or, or is there actually a secret gentleness possibility here that I can, I can actually uh, tune into and, and invite? Yes, yeah, absolutely. It does, does really make sense. And... You know, I, I I just want to kind of, yeah, I, I'll answer relatively briefly because I, I want to kind of keep keep to our time frame. So uh, really recognizing this is a really wide open kind of reflection about blind spots and what is it that we don't see about ourselves. And also, I just want to recognize m- some people might find the language blind spot not, not very um, awakened kind of language. I mean, maybe it's uh, dismissive to some people, but I think... We all exist presuming things are this way and should be this way without getting to kind of question them because we haven't seen that there's another way. And I expect we've all come across people who suddenly they say something to us and we're like, wow, I didn't realize you could live that way. I remember it like one of the first times was probably around like vegetarianism, you know, as a, as a, kid at school you know and like someone said that they were vegetarian and I said what's that and they said that they didn't eat meat and I was like wow you can do that I didn't you know and so what I think is a key thing with us is to recognize we don't know all the possible ways of living a life and really have that kind of front and center about us as we go about our life is like I'm trying out living this way but there's probably something I haven't questioned about how I live my life And I'm up for a challenge. I'm up for being questioned. And if someone says something to me, it's like, why do you do that? I'm like, oh, thank goodness. (laughs) They're alerting me to the possibility that there's something else to do. So not being afraid to be questioned deeply, you know, and and, um, even sometimes impolitely, you know, and actually think, okay, they're inviting me to grow. They're inviting me to develop. They're inviting me to, to be more. And if I really were to say, what do I want? Is I want to grow, I want to develop, I want to be more. I want to evolve. You know, I don't want to devolve. I don't want to stay the same. You know, some parts of me feel like they do. Some parts of my personality feel like they do. But I don't. Fundamentally, I don't. I want to be questioned. I want to be encouraged to grow. I want someone to say, you know, that's, that's not okay speaking that way. Or that's not okay, you know, doing this kind of thing. And, yeah, we want to see we want to see more. So we want to be questioned. We want to be challenged. We want to be invited to to more, and that can probably help us to um, maybe, like we say, you know, have those kind of more challenging conversations with someone. Is like, is there something that I do 
you know, this is like a safe space, just let me know. Is there something that I do that you think I might be better off not doing? And, you know, that's kind of conversations that might end us up getting hurt. But then, you know, we could we could frame it. So let's say, look, I, I, first I need you to tell me <laughs> that you love me. And now I need you to tell me there's something about me that if I wanted to drop it, it wouldn't be a bad thing to do. But that takes that takes courage, you know. So making sure you've got your own capacities to look after yourself. Um, and maybe we should start lighter than that. So I'm not putting that out there as advice, but kind of like as a general framing, we could be open for that uh, without inviting it. Yeah. That kind of that kind of possibility space could open up. What am I trying to do? Is there anyone else at this point that I wanted to bring in? Yay. Well, I think we've reached reached the kind of the fullness of our time for this session, and we can um, take any remaining questions with us and bring them, you know, on our path. Right? If something's kind of triggered us and stimulated us, and we want to think more about it, then I would say, yeah, definitely um, bring it into into life. Bring it. Give it some time. Give it some questioning and some exploration and the fullness of our creativity. And yeah, until we meet again, I really wish you well and want to share my appreciation for you and your practice and your being here. And yeah, look forward to when our paths next cross. Thank you. Take care and see you again. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.